Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. to, you know, do a certain thing as far as the Bible is concerned. It may not be a, um, a black and white restriction, but it may not be loving. And, and sometimes that's cultural. Sometimes it changes, you know, from one culture to another. And so he, he is going to deal with that as far as the Corinthians and the Corinthian culture is concerned, to do our best not to bring any kind of barrier or, or hindrance to the gospel. In today's message, Pastor Robert will encourage you to live a life that is characterized by love. Jesus came to earth with love. He came to teach love. And hasn't God shown you love in your life? Of course he has. It can be difficult to see that love, especially if it's tough love. Pastor Robert will also remind you to share your testimony of God's love to other people. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. This passage has been distorted, it's been abused and misrepresented. The principles contained herein have been just grossly misunderstood and violated, so it's important to me that that, uh, that we do a good job with it. So, Father, help us to do that. Lord, you've given us this um, living book to instruct our lives and uh, to light our way as we journey through this part of, of our existence. And so, Lord, we ask you, please, to speak to us by your Holy Spirit, bring clarity, bring understanding, and... Um, Correction, if that's what we need. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. In the latter part of chapter 10, I want to be brief, but I need to, I need to give you a little background and put this thing in context because what Paul is talking about in this part of his letter to the church at Corinth is not giving offense unnecessarily. He, he, he talks to them about the liberty that we have in the Lord you know, there, there's not a rule book. Not, you know, we're not living under law. But he says our liberty in the Lord needs to be limited by love. We, we need to live a life of love. I, I, I may be free to, you know, do a certain thing as far as the Bible is concerned. It, it may not be a, um, a black and white restriction, but it may not be loving. And, and sometimes that's cultural. Sometimes it changes, you know, from one culture to another. And so he... he is going to deal with that as far as the Corinthians and the Corinthian culture is concerned, to do our best not to bring any kind of barrier or hindrance to the gospel into relationships. 
So as he gets into chapter 11, you know, in kind of wrapping up chapter 10, he says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. He says, I'm following Jesus and, and you know, following his example, and you need to, to do the same thing. Follow me as I follow Christ. Imitate me as I also imitate Christ. Verse 2, he says, now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the traditions just as I delivered them to you. But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ, the head of every woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Every man, praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonors his head. But every woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head, for that is one and the same as if her head were shaved. For if a woman is not covered, let her also be shorn. But if it is shameful for a woman to be shorn or shaved, let her be covered. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God. But woman is the glory of man. For man is not from woman, but woman from man. Nor was man created for the woman, but woman for the man. For this reason, the woman ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels. I don't know what angels have to do with this, and I'm not going to try to explain that. Verse 11, Nevertheless, neither is man independent of woman, nor woman independent of man in the Lord. For as woman came from man, even so man also comes through woman. But all things are from God. Judge among yourselves. Is it proper for a man or for a woman to pray to God with her head uncovered? Does not even nature itself teach you that if a man has long hair, it's a dishonor to him? But if a woman has long hair, it's a glory to her, for her hair is given to her for a covering. But if anyone seems to be contentious, we, we have no such custom, nor do the churches of God. Now, give me your attention. I'm going to more slowly back up and go through this a little bit. There are three points, three primary points that I want to bring out of this passage and discuss a little bit. The first one there is, is in verse 2. Paul says, now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the traditions just as I delivered them to you. That's an intriguing statement. And, and it's intriguing to me because this whole letter, this whole book is just a series of rebukes. Over and over and over, Paul just hammers the church at Corinth from the opening paragraphs. He says, you know, you, you guys, you've been enriched by God with knowledge and speech, and you don't lack in any spiritual gift. You, know, he's, you people, are, you're, you're well-educated, you're so knowledgeable, you're eloquent, you're articulate, you're able to communicate what you know very well. You're highly gifted, but you're babies. You behave like babies. Your behavior is infantile. Your, your spiritual immaturity is astounding, you know, is, is kind of what he says. I, I wish I could give you, you know, more, you know, instruction of more substance, but I can't because you're still behaving like little children. And, and then he goes on to rebuke them about a whole bunch of specific things. He, he, he talks to them about sexual immorality. He talks to them about their divisive bickering and, you know, the sectarianism, you know, and all of their petty disputes and even heresy where they're saying that the resurrection never happened and all these different things and, and rebuke after rebuke after rebuke after rebuke. And here in the middle of it all, he says, now, I praise you. That Literally what he says is, I applaud you because you remember me in all things and keep the traditions and I looked at that. What is he talking about? And apparently the, the Greek word that he used was commonly used to refer to like Jewish law and tradition. But we know that the Apostle Paul 
was not teaching that they should keep the law. Because he makes that very clear in many other places, that we're, we're not under the law any longer. We're not governed by the law of Moses any longer. But what he had done, as he did in every place, evidenced by the rest of the letters in the New Testament, is that he'd given them the basic instructions of Christianity. He had talked to them about grace. He had talked to them uh, about you know, life after death. He talked to them about living for eternity and the fact that Jesus is is coming back for his church and that we who are his are going to be with him forever, that we're going to have responsibility in his kingdom when he establishes it on the earth, when he gives us the new heavens and the new earth. You know, we're not going to all be bored. He He had given them a lot of basic instructions. And he says, I applaud you that you remember me in all things and keep the precepts, the principles, the instructions that I gave you. But they weren't, they weren't keeping them that well. I mean, otherwise, there wouldn't, there wouldn't be a letter filled with, with rebukes. Yeah, but you see, that's, that's the point that I want to make, point, point number one. He is applauding their teachability. He's applauding them for staying teachable. They have written him a letter. In chapter 5, he refers to it, that this letter is in response to the letter he received from them asking him questions. They knew they were making some mistakes. They knew there were some things they weren't totally clear on, that some people had understood them one way, the other people had understood them another way, and, and there, was a, there was a lack of clarity that... And they had written him a letter because they wanted him to speak into their lives. They were teachable. And so he says, and I'm paraphrasing, but he says, you guys are a mess, but you're teachable. And I applaud you. You know, remaining teachable is a big deal. Now, but so many Christians blow it right here because you start getting some knowledge. You read the Bible and, you know, and, and you, you begin to understand some things. And to be honest, you get a little too impressed with yourself. And you get to a point where, well, let me, let me give you a personal, quick personal illustration. There was a time in my life as a younger Christian when I, I basically stopped reading the book of Psalms. I would just, just, would, just skipped it. That's children's stuff. I learned it in Sunday school as a child. You know, we read the Psalms and I learned, you know, the stories. And there, and there were certain things. You know, David and Goliath, I would just skip over that because I, I know that already. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I've wandered away or or maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and, and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. The Bible tells us, I mean, He knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows 
that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says he sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how to begin that that personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.